Okay, so I was on my walk this morning, and I got a migraine. And it was a, a really bad one. And when I get my really bad migraines, my vision gets very uh, splotchy and tunnel vision. And I was not home, obviously, so that was terrifying. And I took it upon myself to send Kaylin my location for permanently because this is the second time this week where I've had a sketchy situation while walking. And this might bite me in the ass because, you know, she's also a Scorpio. And sometimes when you want to lie. My Scorpio, though, isn't... Here's my thing. Chronically online, she is 24-7 on the clock. When it comes to the physical reality world, she clocks in, clocks out. So you might can slip past her if she's, like, dozing off. Yeah, like, she takes naps. Her little Scorpio. She, she there, takes like, naps at the post. The thing is, like, she's paying attention at every moment of every day, any information that comes into her, right? But, like, if she's sleeping, what information can that girl take in? She's unconscious. Yeah. Right? She, she, and she Kaylin naps a lot. So, really, if you think about it, all throughout the day, you do have times... I've got time really- to lie where I am at. You're correct. Yes. Yeah, all she has to do is wait for Kaylin to say that she's taking a nap. But then what's going to happen is we're going to both end up at the same location like Target when we both said that I was taking a nap and she said that she was working on homework and we're both at Target. No, I'm going to be the Spider-Man meme like... <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I had to after being harassed and then probably almost passing out of my walk. I was like, I need somebody in my life th- to have my location. Mara said, health... I always ask people I'm like why me and then I like sip a diet coke yeah so it's fine I'm gonna save this for later (laughs) (laughs) this is a mouse couture we can save for later I don't I don't even know why I'm comfortable with telling Kaylin anything because the truth is she is like this like intense recording like she records everything at the court that's like typing every single action everything that's said everything that's moved literally about the numbers the employee numbers i've been working at this job a week yeah she we went to yeah what's your employee number and she was like five two seven six four eight two five six two five two one and i was like well i know what my number is i've been for three years i know mine if i practice putting in maybe it's because i'm dyslexic but i can't I don't know it unless I'm now, doing it. I don't it. exactly know what an employee number is because I just have one that I use to log in on the how, time. how many numbers is it? Seven six five five two two nine two. It's, it's seven, autistic people. It, it, it's, five it, one it's six. It's eight four, numbers. Mine's I have a hard time. There's eight numbers, but I don't think it's my employee number. Mine's nine. I don't know. It says it's my ID number, so I think. Is it that? Is do my you use that number though to like clock in or what? I do, but online it does say it's my ID number. Yeah, yeah, my my employee ID number is like the same. It's what I used to clock in. Mine only six, and it took me so long to remember. I have this thing where if I need to remember the number, I will. Like, it'll take me like a few days. I'll remember the number, but as soon as I quit that job, you'll never get that number back out of me. I don't. I just remember. enjoyed. So she she needs to have the keypad in front of her. That's the only way she'll well, remember. That's the only way that's I it. remember my numbers too. So I think Brian and I are the same actually. Well. That's mine, well, everyone. If everyone's saying off. it out loud, but like, it was funny because there wasn't no finger, no hesitation. I just like spit it off, and Mariah looked over at me like I was uh, what was like those autistic kids and like that they can do like crazy algebra. <laughs> she yeah. looked at me like so crazy. I know like two numbers. That's my phone number and my house phone number. That's it. Like what I don't your have social security number. Oh yeah, I just I literally just fully remember that like two years ago, everyone. I know my, my social security number, my number, and my dad's number. That's it. That's it. 
Kinsey, I could tell you... Cheyenne a phone number and she'll have it memorized after like the third time hearing it. <laughs> Kinsey, did your yeah. dad ever make you sit down and study your social security number? My dad did that. He didn't make me sit down and study it, but he would yell at me every day for two months and ask me, do you know your social security number? And it would get into large fights. So at that point, I was like, fuck, let me just remember. I know our fathers are both Taurus and they're both like around the same fucking age. So I think that's kind of funny, except for your dad is crazy. Uh, my dad was just genuinely like, I want you to know this, like your address yeah, or like your phone number. My, my dad would quiz me too. He's like, what is it? And he's like, study it more. My dad, the way he likes to teach is like, I'm going to yell at you about this thing I know you need to do and you know you need to do. But instead of sitting here and maybe helping you alongside it, I'm going to teach you that no one will ever help you. And if you want to get anything done, do it by yourself. And I was like, so that's how I've learned everything. Damn, sir. Yeah. yeah. You're listening to Post-Credit Depression, where we talk about this week's current hyperfixation. My name's Mariah. And my fun fact is I've still yet to find an outfit for my concert next week. My name is Kaylin, and I have joined the Straw Hat crew. I lo- love the live-action uh, One Piece anime, and I will be watching all of One Piece. Just to let you guys know, I dogged it completely. And I want you to know I was a fake fan, but I'm coming back, guys. I- I'm redeeming myself. Hold on. Hold on. Bane, get down! <laughs> <laughs> Is that the perfect like timing for some interruption? You know, that was, I also love that we dogged One Piece how many episodes ago, and Kaylin's coming around. I know, I am. I'm like, oh my god, literally okay. gotta watch more episodes. Well, I think a thousand episodes isn't enough. I didn't even get my fun fact because Bean jumped up on the desk, and I had to fi- figure that out before I could, you know, um, randomly pick a fact as I do every episode. That could my be your fun fact. Was he on your computer desk? Yeah, he was on this desk where this computer is, and, I, and he was about to jump onto my black shelf oh and then onto gosh. the taller shelf because he's a psycho. My name's Kinsey. My fun fact is that one of my art TikToks just got over 2,000 views, so that <laughs> makes me happy. Yes. Thank you. I can't wait to buy those, those uh, My Little Ponies. Yeah, and, and I was working on Fluttershy yesterday, so. Oh, my God, when you're a pro, can you make like custom My Little Ponies? Like, I want me as a My Little Pony. Thank oh you. yeah, dude, the po- the My Little Pony fandom does that all the time. They make like OCs where you make your own, and I've never made my own, and I'm going to make my own because I, I now been... love myself, and I don't tell myself that I'm not good enough or yes. worthy enough to make my own po- pony. Let OCs. me tell you, girl, this girl has been doing a random color like picker thing for picking out the hair, the eye color the like the fur on the body like the mane like separately um and what color their cutie marks are and like a bonus color and like it'll look ugly at first and then she'll turn it like completely on its head like it'll be like some you know greens and some weird purple like like i don't know like uh muted shit but like she'll change it up into like a cute little plum grapevine i don't know see one thing that upsets me is that i love rainbow dash's design so much it's like how do i make one really feels like me that's not rainbow dash because i want rainbow hair like after i saw her <laughs> hair, i want rainbow hair you flip it on its head how else can you do a rainbow like there's other pastel rainbow. rainbow not only other palettes but she does the the few streaks in the main and the few streaks in the like how do you do your streaks you know i don't know but it's got to be cooler you can figure that out. i believe in you Thank it's you. easy dude 
I'm going to start drawing my little pony OCs, so you better hurry. Well, anyway, Kizzy, you'll have to perfect curly hair for me. I want mine to have nice curls. Thank here, I'll you. I'll learn how to draw curly hair because I, like, definitely could do it better. Here, here, yeah. here. I got okay. you guys. What is she doing? I, I think she's screen sharing. Let's look at no, our names. Kaylin's name is Carol, clearly because she is Carol in the show. Mariah's is a girl. I think she's playing on gender stuff right now with that name. My name is Mizozu Nation because I like her. Yeah, I'm a, a girl because Tomo-chan is a girl. I knew it was about gender. <laughs> Bro, whenever I have a migraine, my one side of my face, like, not like a stroke face, but like my eye gets like annoyed when I open it too wide. So my one eye is just like, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Are you sure you're not having a stroke? You know, the scary part is, is when I have my migraines, I get those aura migraines that start off with my hands going numb. And sometimes my face goes numb. And I, every time I have to tell myself, you are not having a stroke. You're having a migraine. You are not having a stroke. You're having a migraine. I'm so and when it starts getting like blotchy migraines. with my vision, like I was trying to text Caitlin about my migraine and I couldn't see. So I was not typing right. I had to use the voice thing because I, I like have holes in my vision. So I'm like trying to type the I and I keep typing the J and I'm like, I, I, I. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's actually really scary. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I'm it passes. As fuck during it. So one day I might actually have a stroke and just think it's a migraine and I'm going to have a stroke. What's Kaylin doing? Is she even here? Okay, so oh. um, there is an artist on Instagram I've seen a ton of. I just wanted to confirm her tag. Uh, I can't find the real account. Which is, okay, this looks like the real account. Um, all I know is if you type in, like, Vigalia black curly brush for Procreate on Google, you'll get, like, tons of Vigalia. I was just trying to find the exact Instagram tag, but I see brush by Vigalia, by Vigalia, uh, V-E-G-A-L-I-A. -A. Um, and I personally think they look really cool. I'd like to add them to my brush collection when I can afford them, but if you just need an easier... A uh, way to draw curly hair or specifically braids that can be kind of tedious to draw. Um, go check them out. Free plug. Thank you. Cool I beans. Will have you send me that later. Kaylin. Mariah. What are you sharing with us this week? This week I shared Tomo Chan is a girl. Technically, I've been sharing it for a couple weeks now because we watched all of 13 episodes of it. So. I'm very proud of you both. You did it. Thank we you. Did. It was very easy. Last yeah. episode didn't have a title. <laughs> well, um, a couple weeks ago, Colin was like laughing. He was watching an anime on his phone. He got a Crunchyroll subscription till October or like a trial. And he was like literally giggling. And Colin, sometimes his sense of humor can be very just like simple boyish slapstick like it could literally be like a chicken flying off a roof and he'd laugh at it like i don't know sometimes very simple um so i kind of thought what he was watching had to be like some dumb humor or something silly so when he was asking me to watch this anime i was like i don't know like i was really dragging my feet i didn't know why he was over there giggling to himself and then when we watched all of it i was like giggling with him but like a high school girl over some really cute shit and I was like this is cute I love this anime actually and I didn't expect him to like just find something like that on his own and just like thoroughly enjoy it so 
Um, it was a pleasant surprise, and I think it opened up, like, a genre for him and I to watch, like, just cute romance slice-of-life anime. Um, we moved on to My Dress of Darling after, and not enough episodes. Not enough. I was, every night, I'm like, can we watch season two of My Dress of Darling? And <laughs> he's like, yeah, sure, we can, but it's not out yet. Yeah, we will be reviewing that, and I'll be the one to share it at some point. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... Yeah, I introduced it to you guys, and I said that we had to watch all of it, and I hope that you guys can see why now that I made you watch all of it. And it's not, it wasn't like it was the uh, a one piece I'm asking to watch, you know? <laughs> what do you guys think? I fucking loved it. I loved it, too. I loved it. I love love. I want to fall in love. <laughs> I know. Didn't it give you, like, that love. feeling of going on a date with someone for the first time and you're like, is it okay if I touch their hand? Is it okay if I, like, you know, look at them? Oh my god, I can't look yeah. at them for too long. It's totally weird. I mean, I thought what was really cool is it does give you that feeling. Luckily, I don't, like, look back at the first time I ever got on, went on a date and I'm like, I'll never feel that way again. So, like, it's not necessarily that it made me feel bad about how you won't have those first experiences like for yourself ever again oh i mean even with a a new person like even if that's what i was getting to i'm not saying you even like i just wanted to bring that point up okay i thought i worded it wrong i was like no i meant that about this anime was like the just the newness when you meet someone and you have fresh feelings for them and no matter like how much experience you have or not i feel like they were really good at not making it about how it's the the first time for both of them it's like it was just about them I don't know. I feel like sometimes romance animes can have like a hyperfixation, <laughs> like you are a virgin or you have never been touched ever, and like they kind of sexualize that, and I don't like that. But they didn't do it in this anime. I, I thought it was just like really. They did a genuine. good like giddy feeling. It's like when you have a crush on someone new for the first time, and you like want to talk about them all the time because you're like, oh my gosh, let me tell you about what he did today. He made this joke at me. Yeah. 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 Versus like the first time that ever happening. <laughs> I'm glad that you made us watch more than five because I was a June hater for the first five episodes. No, we say June haters like the whole like almost the whole season. I was like, I'm not seeing it. I don't like June. There's no Riz here. (laughs) Also, so just while on the topic about like the first impression of the anime for me, when I watched the first episode, I like just wearily looked over at Colin like, I hope this isn't one of those like makeover anime where they take this boyish girl and turn her into a super hot girl like feminine hyper feminine and now all of a sudden he loves her like you know i was gonna really not like it if it was that and the more the show developed it was like you know like you 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 saw what happened but um yeah it's definitely got like a first impression you have to like get over and like give it its like full chance because it's just set up that's all it is yeah, I'm glad you warned me about that because I hate shows the trope of like the we'll give her a girl makeover and everyone will love her all of a sudden. Yeah. So I was glad you warned me about that way before I even watched it. Yeah. And I mean, if, seeing it from the perspective of the girls who think that she needs to do that and even herself who thinks that she... And I think for Tomo, I don't think she felt like the super need to change. I think she felt the need to be like, oh... I would like to explore my feminine side because apparently I haven't done a ton of that and I don't think June is noticing me. It felt so, more like a, she was like, well, I want to get noticed. What are all the girls that are getting noticed doing? Okay, they're dressing this way. They're acting this way. And if I want a boy to notice me like those other girls, then I also need to act and dress that way. Yeah, yeah I feel like towards the end, though, she started realizing 
how does she like to express herself in her maybe most hyper feminine days and days where she's still a girl but is a little bit more masculine you know like when they got to the episode with the fireworks i feel like that outfit was chosen out of a place of authenticity and not like is this what the girls are wearing i mean i'm not Mm -hmm. saying because of like the um traditional dress that she's wearing even just the colors that were being chosen and the way she chose to express herself felt more like i'm just going to wear this traditional dress but the way i want to compared to like when they went to the store and Mizozu bought her that outfit in that wig, you know? I found Tomo so attractive the entire series. Like, no matter what she was wearing, no matter, like, no matter what was happening, I was like, you are a very pretty girl. And, like, in in all of your masculine, or androgynous glory, like, all of it. Yes. Yeah, she was given very non-binary. I was enjoying it. I was enjoying towards the end where she was doing, she was able to comfortably do both. Like, yes, I can dress feminine in my way. I can dress masculine and still this is this is Tomo Chan, whether I dress in my karate outfit for fun or if I'm in a cardigan and jeans. Mm-hmm. Like, I it was know. still very her. Oh, my God. Their date fits were so cute towards the end. But we That's exactly what I was thinking of. It was literally uh-huh. like this perfect in between where she could dress feminine without being like hyper feminine. And I was like, oh, my God, literally I same. Know. Mm-hmm. I know. And she was really like presenting herself in her more feminine light on that date even if it was a very casual like if you're looking at how a regular girl will be feminine it looks like a more casual down feminine but it's that's what makes her happy you know and i love yeah, not the wig like, and dress and makeup yeah and i loved like her little earrings and i was just like oh my god yeah that definitely was me <laughs> she's like do they look good on me june <laughs> I know. I was like, she's such a she's got Leo placements for sure. Because whenever oh, somebody 100%. tells her, I thought the earrings kind of looked tacky. What did you guys think? Oh, I thought they were so cute. I thought they really? were so cute. Really? Yeah, okay. I thought they were okay. nice. Like, like, okay, first of all, are they the prettiest earrings in the world? No, but they're not ugly. And most importantly, they were given with sentiment. So when she put them on. Like, and June got her jewelry? Like, I was like, this is cute. And I they had, like, little beads with a little letter on yeah. them. You know, I thought it was cute. Okay, okay. Um, I thought, okay, since we're just jumping to the end, we can jump all over, but, like, um, when she gave him the scarf I and put it on immediately, I was like, that is Colin. I literally made his ass a scarf. And, like, the first thing he did with his, in, indoors, was just wrap it around. He's like, yep, this is mine. I loved the little animations throughout the entire show from beginning to end of, like, uh-huh. how these characters emote and, like, do little things. So, like, the scarf one Kaylin just mentioned was so funny. Like, my heart, like, like panged when that man just put the scarf on immediately and he's like, I love it. Like, I was just like, <laughs> I was like, damn, that's so cute. Giggling, kicking my feet. The, the, I completely agree. I, I love the dub. By the way, we watched in the dub. I love the dub. I found out that Carol's voice actor or actress is the same in Japanese and English, so it's the same lady. She just is bilingual. Oh, um, obsessed with that woman. Yeah, the animations were hilarious. I think that, and that's why I'm very much a stickler. Like, make sure you sit down and watch this because, like, I don't want you to miss like one of the funny little faces. But um, to go back, kind of just a general like covering the characters. Um, we have Mizuzu and Carol as her, her friend group. What'd you guys like think of the friend group dynamics and like the way that they all interact with, with each other and stuff? I, I see why you, you had told me at the beginning that Carol was very much just like you. And I had wrote down, I don't have my notes over here for some reason. I don't know where they're at. So many one-liners that Carol said that I was like, this is literally my face. I was like, fucking Kaylin. <laughs> there was one part where she was talking to uh, Mizuzu and she was like, can I kiss you? And I was like, 
<laughs> I already said that on this podcast. I said I'd kiss you. I know, and it was just so funny because it was so unexpected. I was like, "This is this is definition, Kaylin." Mm-hmm. Um, I love how how much she loves Mizuzu for who Mizuzu is, even though she's got that exterior. She's like, "Oh, come on, hug, huggy." Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the characters were very authentically them, which I liked. I don't. I think that. Uh, they didn't like switch up much. I think that they weren't worried to admit when they were in the wrong or what they did right or wrong, but they were very authentic on who they were. Yeah. I liked that the mom called Mizuzu out for being a jerk to Carol for no reason. Like when she said, hey, we're matching. We both have braids. And then she took her braid out. She's like, hey, that was kind of a fucking dick move. Don't treat my daughter like shit. I loved all the characters. I thought it was such a funny friend dynamic. I because I'm autistic, will insert myself into shows that I really like. And I'm not going to lie, I felt like I was a part of the friend group. Like, I liked their friend group. I wanted to be a part of it. Um, I loved Carol. I remember before I watched the show, Kaylin mentions this one bitch to me. She said, listen, she's on the spectrum. She's a little weird. She's like, but you will enjoy her, I promise. And she's like, it's not like these regular ditzy anime girls that you can see sometimes. Where you the high pitch voice and the big boobs. Like, maybe they're, you know, written by a man or some shit like that. She's like, no, this one, although she does have big boobs and is ditzy, it's different this time. And I was like, how is it going to be fucking different, Kayla? That sounds exactly what you just described. But when I watched it and I saw her one-liners and she was, su- she was the smartest girl in the school and she was so caring and, like, kind, I was like, I love this bitch. Like, I think Carol is my favorite character in the entire mm-hmm. show. And then Mizozu. I really like Mizozu. I think she's a little too mean. And I, <laughs> but after seeing her mother, seeing how her mother acts, and the anime tried playing it off as like, oh, she's just a strict mother. But like, I could tell like that's a narcissistic mother right there. Like, no wonder Mizozu has got boundaries, trust issues, um, possessive issues with uh, T- Tomo-chan, you know? Like, this bitch, she's not okay. And I feel yeah, bad for her that she doesn't want to express her emotions. Yeah, just to piggyback off of that, too, I think that any time she's ever been mean to Carol, it wasn't like she went out of her way to be mean. It was just this front. And, like, and that's why it gave me Mariah energies, because like, it's like the... What, what happened in the hall? Because I, I watched like a week or two ago, where um, Mises... Oh, she was cold and had a hug, and she wanted to turn the heater on. I was like, that's some shit Mariah would do. She's like, yeah, you're finally hugging it's me. It's literally Mariah when she met Kaylin at Walgreens. Kaylin was Carol, Mariah was Mizuzu, and I'm just <laughs> Tomo-chan doing my thing. Just couldn't be vulnerable for two seconds to take this hug. She's like, I don't need what, a hug. What I, do think is cool, <laughs> what I do think is really cool about the friend group is although we can jokingly kind of label each one of us what, how can we act, I also can see all of us kind of like uh, translate to each one of the characters. Like, Mizuzu, Colin said Mizuzu reminds me of Kinsey, and, like, that is really true, like, with a lot of the things that she does. Like, my Virgo Moon really connects to that. But then I feel like my Leo Rising really connects to Tomo-chan, like, how she's, like, competitive, and she wants to be the best at everything and all that stuff. Um, and she's, like, really outgoing, really easy to talk to. And then Carol is, like, I wouldn't necessarily say I act like Carol, but I really like her. So I, and I think that parts of my personality would be Carol. I see Mizuzu and uh, Tomo in different ways with Mariah. Like, definitely with, like, maybe presentation-wise and, and maybe a bit of identity stuff, I could see her with Tomo. Like, exploring femininity, but also exploring style and, like, you know, I'm I'm just myself, but also, like, do I, like, do I need to try this kind of style or do I need to try that kind of style? 
Um, but the Mises Zoo part was just like how I met found Raya um, at Walgreens. That's exactly how that's I picked her. her fundamental up. whether she wants to be feminine or masculine that day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, the, I was going through some things. That's why I was like Mises Zoo. Okay. <laughs> I don't know you. Stay back. I, I told Kaylin, I, I I think it was Kaylin, I was like, I really understood a lot with like Tomo being like, you know, this tomboy. Like, that's who I was. Like, my early years of high school, I was like the sports girl that hung out with the boys because the girls didn't want to do sports anymore. Like, I was the one going to like the boys basketball practice and showing up and like, I was one of the boys. And then and then this Carol bitch at Walgreens shows up and wants to hug you because we have, you know, a similar big three and you like, you said you watched Inuyasha in your youth. So that's good enough for me. You're coming home with me. I said like You're two things that told Kaylin in the friend group, yeah. We're After you said those like now. two We're pieces of information, happening. I said, You're my friend now. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Misa Zoo as well. So I, I wanted to mention this earlier, but I wanted the the talk to develop a bit more about those characters first. But um specifically, and I feel like this is kind of why the show gets misunderstood the first few episodes, is it seems like they are trying to change Tomo and that they are trying to make her a hyper-feminine girl to get noticed. But then she all of a sudden starts acting really weird towards, like, the, the end of the arc and you find out that she's having a breakdown for perhaps stalling their progress from interfering so much. And she starts getting very, like, um... Virgo. Uh, very Virgo on herself, very hard on herself about, like, maybe if I hadn't convinced Tomo that she needed to change, maybe June and her would have worked out because... June is in love with Tomo the way she comes, like, for who she is, and I'm such a dick friend for asking her to change herself, saying that she wasn't good enough as she was, you know? And so she had a whole crisis. I know. Watching everything go down from the beginning, I felt so separate from high school problems because I was just like, oh, my goodness. Like, clearly you're trying to change her, and I know – I personally could just tell from the beginning, and I don't mean that – that it's a bad anime for that. But I could tell from the beginning that, uh, you know, June never expected her to be feminine. He didn't even like more feminine girls. And he'd always, t like, talk about, like, oh, I kind of like that in a girl when they would say, like, oh, a masculine girl or, like, a girl who doesn't do this. So it was, like, pretty clear from the beginning for me that he didn't ever need her to change. So when I saw Mizozu and Carol doing all this stuff to, like, help her, I didn't really hate on them because I was like, y'all are 16, most likely, in high school. Like, the advice I was giving at 16 for love with my friends was pretty equally bad. And it was only based off of what I knew and how mm -hmm. I could perceive the world through movies and music and shit like that. So I didn't really take it. It wasn't too hard for me to watch because I knew it was going to be resolved. Yeah. Or I was sitting there like, Mizuzu, do you have any room to talk? You have one friend. You hate everyone. Yeah, and, you, you, and your other <laughs> That's friend. That's why I matter. tell all of our high school friends, just break up with them. I, yeah, I did. I was like, you don't like him? Break up with Like, <laughs> If you're not happy, break up with him. What's the next problem? Like, like Ron's like, that's the solution. So what else yeah. do you want to talk about? <laughs> I also want to, like, while we're talking about the side characters, I want to talk about Carol just, like, one more extent. And we're going to talk about, like, her bad side. Her, the side that when she is handling conflict or her feelings, how she acts out so, like, passive-aggressively yet, like, the most, like, where did this side of you come from? Like, you were the sweetest little, like, cookie-cutter, like, smiley girl, and now you're trying to, like, fuck this man that isn't yours. Like, what the fuck? I tried to fuck June, basically. 
I maybe they would have just made out, but she went over there with intentions. Intentions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she jumps to conclusions, which is I mean, I think it's autism. Like she just don't Kinsey Kinsey. Shut up with that face. No, no. Um, it's straight up the fact that Carol thinks of worst case scenario first. Like that's what she goes to. Yeah. She jumps mm-hmm. she goes from level zero, I'm a nice little girl, to all my friends this entire time plotted against me and then makes actions towards Sounds it. like from Scorpio Moon. Sounds like yes. Scorpio Moon I know. Uh, don't know who that could be. I, <laughs> you have many Scorpio Moons in your life, Kinsey, so it's hard. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like all of them. It sounds yeah, it does, like, every it sounds like a very Scorpio Moon tactic. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. But, I mean, I was very shocked by it, and I was hoping, because, like, Sometimes anime can take wild turns you weren't expecting, and I was really hoping they weren't going to villainize Carol or make some weird competition. That, that was my one of my first worries. Um, but the way that they would quickly resolve that, it was so funny. Like, June ran away <laughs> over to Tomo's house. I thought that was funny. And then um, I thought the way that they made her cry because, like, you know, they needed to see her in a weak moment. I don't know. I thought that was a little weird. But, like, anime. also, I yeah, I don't like how they made her cry. But I like the idea of her learning to to feel because her mom literally said, like, Carol, you're so pretty when you don't cry. You're so pretty when you smile. And she's like, okay, mommy. And then the mom was like, and she never cried a single day since. Well, okay. I think that was extreme. But something I thought was kind of cool about that lesson is in your youth, you are so moldable. And I have been told things in my youth almost that young. Not like from what I can remember, it's like five that I still remember. And that for some reason, why did it resonate so badly that it affected my middle school and high school, like, choices? Like, yeah. I've had to, like, be like, oh, shit, just because one person told me this back then doesn't mean it was true. But so, but when you're five, you're not only multiple, like, the most important in the person in the world to you is your parents. And they're telling you that. And you retain it so much. You okay, Like, I remember hearing, you talk too much. And I was like, I will never forget that I talk too much. Yeah, and literally when I met Mariah, she has told me this before, two years ago. And she's like, yeah, and I just decided I would never talk too much again. And I was just like, we're in our 20s. We're in our 20s. <laughs> okay. So, like, clearly. It, yeah, I want to be a fashion designer. Me. Well, <laughs> too bad. You can't ever be. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, it's really crazy. This is a little offside story, but it's about this topic that we just said. Um, I was thinking yesterday in my meditation challenge <laughs> about like what are some beliefs that I've told myself that just happen like when you hit your knee, they're like a knee jerker kind of thing, you know. And with the, when I was thinking about illustration, I was thinking about the first day I came into the illustration department, um, my first class, and well, actually, my first class I think was that digital class where they really like beat my ass up about my apple, and then the next one was with our the, the head of the department, Jeff Harder. And in that class, the first thing he said, we all sat down. I was so excited. I was like, that's all right. You know, my digital class went bad. This one's going to go great. He said, all right, guys, just want to be honest with you guys. Only 15 out of 40 of you will get jobs when you leave the illustration department. And Annie and I looked at each other and we went. And when I tell you my entire vibrational frequency went, <laughs> like any hope happiness i had that one thing he said to me i thought about every year being at cia about only 15 of us are gonna get a job and i focused on that instead of loving illustration and i was like holy shit and i still sometimes think of that shit like when i think about i want a job in illustration i'll struggle with like oh i don't have a job right now and i'll think back to that memory of what jeff harder said i didn't even notice i would think about that memory yeah so 
I'm no, that wasn't even said to me at five, and that was said to me at. I think I was eight. Yeah, because you know those, like you said, those agreements that you learned. Why would you go against like a professional telling you this? Yeah, yeah. I was a baby. I was an illustration baby yep. being told that at 19 years old, and I was like, oh shit, and I attached myself to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's whack. I agree. Also, guys, I just noticed with their names we all chose. We chose one of each of the characters. We did. And and with that was I knew somebody was gonna forget my girl Mizozu. Now you know I know she's technically the antagonist. I I understand. Good, good on you. Good on you. <laughs> um, really quick before we leave the Carol subject, I have a question. Yeah. The boy that she's dating at the beginning of the anime, they referenced her as his cousin. Yep. They are distant co- relatives. I just wanted to make sure I caught that correctly. I just wanted to understand the lineage. Based off of the way he looks, he looked like a first cousin. Okay? He don't look like a distant cousin. Yeah, I... I Listen, I'm happy like Carol's happy, indie- and I love the extent she goes for her, like, man. Like, the way that she gets fucking feral over her man, that part is cute. I don't think their chemistry, I don't think him himself is, like... I don't know, cute. No, I'm just I happy look at the girl. mom, and the mom looks, not looks, but she acts inbred, too. I think I think they might be keeping it too close in the family. Yeah. But that maybe they're trying to keep that IQ up. Somebody got to bring in the money. Somebody gotta but also, the, the mom gets lost in the maze, and she, she gets lost trying to get find the front door from the driveway. That they're inbred. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> Sweet home Yikes. Alabama. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Nobody. Caitlin was supposed to laugh. Mari, did you see that tweet I sent you today where it was like Sagittarius wanting to make the most offensive joke at the wrong time? Oh, no. I, yes. I yes. That's you. You sung it wrong. What? You sung it wrong. Sing it correctly then. We can from the south. Come on, Carry me home to see my kin. Something like that. Maybe I sung it wrong, too. It's a joke, though, because that don't just happen in Alabama. That happens in Ohio. Ohio! My first boyfriend in high school. We weren't related. Mind you guys, preface. We were not related. We found out we were related through marriage. So, like, some, like, people on his side of the family married people on my side of the family, and, like, it was a technical distant cousin, and I'm like, uh-uh. I was like, that's too close. <laughs> Me and this boy in high school had uh, crushes on each other, and then our parents started liking each other, and we were like... That's basically the citrus plot. The gay manga I picked up for you guys. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my like, god. imagine... Kinsey, think of someone you've loved. Imagine in high school, you're dating them, and then your parents start well, to actually, date. Like, I have a story. His mom, your dad. A very short story. I had a cousin with a preacher... <laughs> Was my third or second cousin? No, it was my third cousin. Okay. Because it was my mom's cousin's child. So that would make it my third cousin. And I didn't know that. And I was young. And we were having a play date with his sister too. And my siblings were over. And I thought he was so cute. I was like, oh my God, I love him. He's so cute. That same night I said, how do we know these people, mom? And she's like, oh, that's your third cousin. And I literally went. And, and <laughs> everything changed. I said, oh. Okay, um, and I nice. like it turned off. Okay, Cersei Lannister. Okay. <laughs> what can I say? Whoopsies. <laughs> Whoopsies. <laughs> Anyways, we get off the incest question. Um, I think we could talk about June. Yeah. Yeah. 
fuck that man. No, I'm kidding. He was not that bad. He just was he wasn't so that bad. I I, I, I think I told Kinsey this one. I was like, I didn't like him at the beginning. I he wasn't really around much at the beginning. To be fair, he was just getting decked in the face every day. Um, <laughs> until I I understood the fact that he liked her the whole time. I never once doubted that they clearly had romantic feelings for each other. But not until the flashback scene was I sold on the romance. I was like, okay, this makes sense now. Well, you know what it is. And then the it? swimming the swimming pool scene. First of all, man's always just like tits. Even as a child, he saw Tomo's mom and was like. Yeah, he was like, yes, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And that, so after that episode, because those were the same episode, the flashback one and the swimming, the swimming one, I was like, okay, I'm here for the romance now. I wasn't seeing so- it before. One I'm hearing thing about it now. The anime, which I'm not going to necessarily say I have a gripe with because I like the anime as a whole, but I can see why Mariah felt the same way with, with June as I did, is I knew they liked each other. He had possessiveness over her. He'd mentioned things he liked about a girl that literally described Tomo-chan. When, when people would be like, oh, I don't like that in a girl, he'd be like, I actually like a girl who takes charge or some shit like that, right? One thing I didn't like is that man kept that shit so fucking stuffed up Never showed one action that he actually liked her. Never even told anybody nothing. So at the beginning, I did not like June. I was like, I want to like you if you would just tell me. Uh, just a, Give me a crumb. Give me a crumb. Well, that's why rightfully so when he decides to finally confess. And he, he confesses by saying, when you told me you loved me, I knew what you meant. And I just played it off as if it was a friend thing. And she literally, I think she didn't talk to him for like a whole day and like also decked him on the roof. Because she's like, yeah. how dare you make me look stupid trying to get your attention this whole yeah. time. How dare you make her look stupid. Sorry. <laughs> Is that how you felt? <laughs> Guys, I... I think I gotta okay, go. You really liked the anime. We understand. <laughs> Velociraptor noises. I, I took yeah. it personally. I, I, <laughs> That's valid. Hmm. Yeah, so far. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, aside, from, aside from the love story of June, like his character himself, I loved that he was not this like inherently strong, muscular fighting guy. He was like, I actually just like video games, but I have to... You know, if I want this girl, I have to, you know, improve my skills. He was like, I have to be strong enough to take care of her. But that's not even who he was. He was like, I like playing video games. Anime was animeing towards the end when it did that fucking test of strength shit. I was like, what? I like that my father sucks, but he told me when I was 15 that if I ever had a boyfriend that he would have to fight him. And I really resonated with that scene. I don't think that's realistic. I think I don't think it is either. But I just remember my dad telling me that because he was just a crappy dad. Yeah, it's anime. Um, Most dads, most dads do try to intimidate their daughter suitors out of testing them just like in the anime. So that's fairly normal. Like literally the dads that hold the shotgun. That's like a normal trope. Like in real life. Um, I hate that. I know, I know. But I'm just saying it's a normal trope. So, like, of course, Tomo's dad would want to test him to be like, hey, do you have what it takes to literally be brave enough to take my punches, like, if you want to protect my daughter? Like, you know. Yeah. I understood the test at the end of it, no. but. I need to give my opinion about this. Okay. All right. If I ever have children with a man and I have a daughter, oh, or if I have children with a woman, too, like, we adopt, whatever. And I have a daughter, most importantly. And a boy wants to pursue my daughter. I think that he just needs to respect her as a human being. They are children. They're teenagers. 
There's no way that if they actually got into a situation, he would probably successfully be able to protect her. He could try. He could try. But most likely, if you were in a situation where you both feel endangered, what is the difference between you besides a little bit of extra strength because you are a man? You're still a teenager, okay? So when I see men or fathers feel so overtly protective about their daughters, I find it very weird as if their daughter is an object, a sexual object that is being, like, conquered, if you will, being like, let me show up for your daughter because I have to beat you in order to win her. And I think that's rooted in something really gross. I don't like that. I'm not saying every father that does that wants to fuck their daughter. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, when you... View your daughter as an object like that when you wouldn't do that with your son. You're not worried about a girl conquering your son, but you're worried about a son conquering your daughter. That's because you have different views about it. I won't go into this too deep. I, yeah. I do not agree with that. And I, I just want to respond. I think it is a case-by-case case thing. I think some dads are weird, and I think they do look at their daughters like that. And I do think that there are some dads who see the world as this is a man's world and women are viewed as objects. Not that they see their daughter as an object, but they want to vibe out if the suitor is just trying to get, like, pussy, use their daughter, rape their daughter. Like, you know, they just don't want their daughter, like, not to protect them through the from the world entirely, but to prepare them for shitty people. I think it's a case-by-case scenario. Going back to this anime, which, like, a lot of things are dramatized, like, apparently Tomo can take on a whole fucking gang of boys, like, at school, like, she's superhero strong, and her dad is like, can you keep up with Tomo so that, like, because even, uh, June said that, like, she is the kind of person, like, such a good person, fearless, that she would just jump right into danger to protect other people, and can you do the same? Can you keep up with that? Because, like, if you hesitate for a second... That's not good enough. And that was the whole point of his lesson was, like, you got to be brave to take this punch or you're never going to get a hit on me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I think I, I think your comment, uh, your, what's it called? Your clapback, I guess you could call it. Um, in those specific instances, I can understand a father trying to protect his daughter, like, like in the anime, just be like, you know, this is a man's world, so I need to know that you're not a wussy per se. So if they're doing it in a place of, like, I need to know that you respect my daughter, that you're not going to see her as an object to use, and that you're there to just support her no matter what. That's fine, but I've, I've always been weirded out when men, like, pull out guns and shit to try yeah, and... Yeah, I think when they do shit. that and they're like, you're not ever, like, allowed to have my daughter, it, that, that feels more objectifying. But I think just, like, like a thorough interview, like, you know, be back by this time and, yeah, that's you know, fine. respect like, her. Like, respect like her just a normal... Yeah. yeah. Um, I agree. So when intense conversation when one of the the problem at the end of the day is men. Yes. Sorry, continue. When one of the episodes ended, um, it was particularly the episode that ended with uh, June looking at Tomo's face, and he said, "Wait a minute, she's not just like cute. She's cute. Like his attraction was growing for her." And then it cuts to the man singing the outro instead of a woman's voice, and I thought that was so cute and. From then on, you get flashbacks and you get a lot more of June's perspective. So I loved that transition from Dude, June's character because I, I feel like that's that. when you, yeah, because I, I, I feel like that's when you go from not liking him to liking him. I just pressed the next episode. I was like, next, 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 next. Didn't even hear the end outro. You'll have to go rewatch it one day. I will. Yes, I will say I was completely hooked uh, towards the. I already loved the show just for all the reasons we've stated, but I was so hooked by the end of it when. 
June was letting it out. I was like, yes! Uh-huh. What I've been waiting for! Tell me! She said, maybe we shouldn't be dancing together. People might think that we're together. <laughs> and he said, what would be wrong with that? that? I know! Dude, her response in that scene where she was like, just staring <laughs> at him, like, that is how I felt watching the scene. I was like, I would never even know what to say. I would have been like, <laughs> at the at the fucking uh, beach, you you didn't want to get people the wrong idea. So what's wrong? What's different now? Tell me, tell me your thought on that beach episode, particularly the locker room scene. Because you already told me, I want the put the beach episode on when I have mental breakdowns now. Because there's something so fun. There's boobs, but there's something so fun about the fact <laughs> that they're all just having fun, and yeah. Like, even Mizuzu, she's a little pissed off, but she's she's trying her best. Like, at the end when they're on the train and they're all sleeping on her, she's smiling. She's so happy about it, you know? But, like, in the beach episode, you get to see him getting flustered around her and, like, getting uncomfortable because he's really attracted to her and because he's a boob man. And, like, it just it's so exciting to watch. Like, when he came into the locker room or where she was changing, she said, come on, dude, let's go. How did you not know unzipping that jacket you were going to see her in a baby, bathing suit? You know she's a woman. I think he just maybe didn't know how endowed maybe, like, he was. Well, maybe, yeah, yeah, endowed. Because, yeah. like, he grew up with her, like, literally, like, maybe thought it was, like, she'd a neighbor. wear, like, a full suit bathing suit where the girlies are, like, <laughs> packed in there. So when he opened what? it up, that's what he was expecting. But he saw titties. And he was like, oh, my God. And he zipped it back up. I thought that was so respectful because he knew... He liked to look at them, and he was like, "I shouldn't do that," you know. This is well, yeah, because even though she really- dressed like feminine, she didn't dress like in this hyper like showing off her body all the time. Like she wore the little skirt, but she still still wore the shorts underneath. She wore her school uniform, but she wore like a hoodie underneath. So yeah. he's like, "I know, I know she got him, but like I didn't know she got him like that." Yeah, <laughs> I, and I think it's good- something going on, but like, damn, did she really hide them suckers? You know? Yeah. And I think it's kind of like a transition thing, and this like side quick side story it's gonna come across weird but it's genuinely i don't take it the wrong way but my little brother when i was hitting puberty and had boobs and like i was wearing shirts and stuff i wore a swimsuit and he was like you you look like a woman now like (laughs) my one little brother brother said that yeah but not not in a like staring at me way but just like that's weirding me out (laughs) yeah you you were my like brother slash sister sibling like androgynous looking child like yeah, we had the yeah. same part and all of a sudden you just like popped up like looking like Your a brother said that yeah one of them which which, which, which one? one lane <laughs> poor lane oh my god oh that's Aww. so funny i mean kayla doesn't have sisters so i have sisters and i'm the oldest so when i first got boobs i remember my sisters were like you have boobs now like Dude, you're like an it's adult like- it's like they're all Teletubbies surrounding you, and they're like, <laughs> like, what is that? Like, yeah. sisters? I definitely took it as, like, because, gosh, we would, like, when we were really little, like, babies, we'd take baths together, and I remember I would run around yep. the house literally shirtless my whole, like, toddler era. Like, I didn't care. And I just felt like we were all kids. So I think for him, he's just like, what? Like, it's like somebody just, like, like a like a kiddie pool like blew me up and he was like what is happening to my sister this is like not you you look like, like an actual small. adult yeah <laughs> i'll never forget the day where my mom told me i had to start wearing a, a shirt because we'd all run around without shirts on at home and i'd be like what she's like you have to start wearing a shirt and i was like i was chased around the house and forced to put a sports bra on so you guys all know <laughs> 
my autistic <laughs> sensory issues. I'm not kidding. I woke up one day. I was wearing my... I had several shirts that I wore, but I, I liked my basics. I liked comfortable cottons, and they were just plain colors because yeah. I have that big of sensory issues, especially when I was a kid. And I was wearing this white shirt, and my mom came up to me. She said, Kinsey, I got to tell you something. And I was like, what? And she's like, you're growing boobs right now. And I looked down and said, where? You had, what, puffy nipples? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that puffy nipples were the start, right? I didn't even notice my puffy nipples. I was just like, what are you looking Girl, at? I remember. I I, shit. And she they, said, caught me, they caught me for the same thing. They caught me. They caught me for the puffy nipples. And she was just like, she's like, your nipples are puffing up, which means you're starting to get boobs. And I was like, girl, stop playing. No, I'm not. And she was like, so you now you need to start wearing a training bra. I was like, no, I'm not. And she was like, yes, you are. And I was like, I don't know, mom. I don't, I don't, what if I don't like it? I'm not going to wear it if it doesn't feel good because my sensory issues. Okay, dude? And she was like, you are wearing one. And I was like, no. And she started chasing <laughs> me around the house. I'm screaming my head off as if I'm about to get murdered. She <laughs> throws me into her room, pins me down to her bed. It was so traumatic. Forces my shirt off, puts Aww. the sports bra on. And I sit there crying. I was like, mom, I can't wear it. Mom, it itches. Please stop. And she made me sit in it and didn't even know I was having an autistic meltdown. She didn't even know that I genuinely felt like my life was ending because I hated wearing the the cotton, the, I mean, the specific material she got me. And I would sit there in class every day after putting my, when I had the fucking training bras on, miserable. I couldn't even I'm so sorry. I was like, what the fuck is Jesus this contrasting? Well, my little brother, Sean, the one, like, uh, I would say noticeably autistic. I, it's not a more thing. It's just like, obviously he's passing enough to get like doctor's notes and shits. Um, but when it came to potty training, that was really hard because of the sensory issue of just changing. And it was to a point where he had boy legs and I was helping change his diaper. And I was like, Sean. And it was always getting so bad. I was like, this will be so much easier. I was like, it goes straight into the toilet and it doesn't stick to your butt. But now you have to sit here for like 10 fucking minutes while I wipe it all off of you. But like, I would always convince it in an intellectual way. Like, Sean... I promise you, because he's like, I hate this. I hate that you're wiping me. I'm like, yeah, but it's easier if you could just... He's like, no, I don't want to potty train yet. But eventually it clicked with him one day, and he's like, wait a minute. I don't like that it sticks to me. That's becoming worse now the older I get. And he tried out the toilet. He was like, even though this is change, this could be a good change. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally. That is how my brain works with, like, sensory issues. I'm like, it could be a good change. <laughs> It could be something good. <laughs> That's funny. I'm oh sorry, my god! We keep going on tangents. This show is really but good. No, no, no. The the beach episode. It was just funny because I was trying to explain basically that like it could could be that too where he's like he didn't realize how like you said endowed she was. It could have just been like a come on man like maybe they've had plenty of pool parties growing up together, and he wasn't expecting to get bazongas in under bazongas. that like straight yeah. up, straight up bazongas. Um, Let's see. I guess we yeah, can go straight into the finale. Me. So, like, yeah, he confesses to uh, confesses to her, and then her ass disappears. That that upset me. I was like, "Girl, you've been waiting for this for so long, and she just she could not." That. I know. I mean, it's also relatable. Like that overwhelming. Like your dream is basically coming true, but you fucking didn't expect it to. Like you're like, I didn't plan this far ahead, so now I'm just gonna go and like avoid you at all costs. <laughs> I know. I feel like if I was in this situation, I would understand more. But from an outsider's point of view, I'm like, you really look like a douchebag right now. 
Like you do. Like not saying anything. Like you were mad at him for the same reason and now you're doing it. Like what what the fuck? Yeah, it's like he finally got his nerve to confess to you and you ran. He's probably thinking like, I'm stupid. I never should have said anything. Just like she was at the very first episode. And then he traps her on the rooftop saying that there's somebody that wanted to fight her. And she's like, okay, who wants to fight? And he literally traps her on the roof. And that was like, funny. Yeah, she's like, it had a moment of clarity when it came to land and one on somebody's face. Like, he was mm-hmm. like, "That's all it took," and she was like, "Well, yeah, I wanted a fight. Yeah, I wanted a fight. Where's the fight?" I forget. I also. Oh, go ahead. I loved because I think this happened right before the scene. Those the little side characters, like the side side characters, those two little girls that were like scared of Tomo, and then they were like, "Actually, okay. we love Tomo. She's so cute." All of a sudden. <laughs> And it was, like, towards the end where they, like, came around where they're, like, we're not scared of her anymore. Oh, every <laughs> fucking girl in that school wanted Tomo's dick. Like, Bro, literally. Oh I was, God. like, which one of y'all are lesbians up in here? Because y'all be acting a little too close to her. Yeah, y'all got some. <laughs> Even Mises do. Like, Mises do. Yeah. As the Prince Charming and, like, Mises do's getting wet. Wait, can we talk about that? Yeah, I, that was big. I actually really ship Mises and Tomo-chan together. In that moment, I thought Mizuzu's actual problem was that she had a crush on Tomo and she was going to tell Tomo that this is why I didn't want you to get with June because I liked you. I was convinced. I I was like, I knew this was going to happen, but it could. I even thought Tomo-chan liked Mizuzu as well. I could see it. I think Mizuzu liked her even more, but like, I don't know. I saw chemistry between the two and I actually, although I liked June and Tomo-chan because that's what the whole show is based off of, I liked Mizuzu and Tomo-chan even more. Every time Mizuzu would talk about her like weird feelings, so she'd be like, I like when Tomo is nice to me, but I don't know how to accept it. I was like, <laughs> That's funny. So um, I want June to be her first boyfriend, and then I want them to break up, but I want her to get with Mizuzu. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's high school. Yeah. yeah. They, they can be college sweethearts. Um, so we get into, I'm just going to transition because I don't care about all the fucking problematic, like, you thought this and I thought that. So they start going out on a date or like they have a date planned. And that's like the first one. Isn't it like the movie theater? Mm-hmm. And Mizuzu convinces Tomo to go see the romantic one. <laughs> that's some shit Kinsey would tell me. Kinsey would be like, listen, you and Kaylee, you take her to a romantic movie. And when they start kissing, you do this. Like, that's literally the way Mizuzu would give her a tip. I was like, this is Kinsey when I started dating Kaylee. This is when uh, Mariah becomes Tomo and Kinsey becomes Mizuzu. <laughs> I'm like, listen to me. Listen to me, you virgin. Listen. I'm trying to help you. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was so funny because, like, the moment where they started having sex on screen, like, it was a rated R movie. I thought it was fucking funny. I was like, oh my gosh, she sets you up. But, like, June's also watching it like, that was a really good story. Like, that was really romantic. I love June's response to it. He's like, because he's a little nerd. He's not one of those loser boys. I want to care for someone like that. I was like, so you want to fuck? You want to fuck with love? They did the gift exchange. We already talked about that. Then they go back to his place. And this whole time, uh, Tomo's like trying to jump the gun. She's like, I want to kiss. I want to kiss you like really bad. And he's not making a move, and she calls him out on it. She's like, so are we going to kiss her what? And he's like, listen, I respect you, and I want it to be special. Like, I want our first kiss to be really special. And then he's like, and I haven't asked you out yet. And she's like, what? <laughs> I thought we were yeah, going first, to At first she goes, that totally makes sense. I understand why you wouldn't. And then she's like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, she's totally making sense of it for a second. And then it just clicks in her head, like, wait a second. I know. I was surprised for a second, too. I was like, excuse me, sir. 
it, listen, it happens. It happens. It happens. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. you know what happens. We've, we've experienced it. Yeah, like sometimes you just didn't know y'all were dating, and then you gotta clarify. It's valid. But then she finds out that her dad um, was in the way, and she literally goes and says, I hate you, dad. I think it's funny because, like, I want to know how, like, you know, he asked um, his wife out, like, you know, Tomo's mom. I'm like, were you, were you put to the test the way that you're putting June to the test? And I was surprised because y'all didn't mind her going over to spend the night at his house casually but all of a sudden she says that i want this to be my boyfriend and you're like nah -uh. like this isn't yeah. a neighborhood kid that like you know well he's in your class like i feel like you should already just know him enough and trust him enough i was yeah. under the impression that the parents all knew that they liked each other because earlier in the episodes i don't remember which parent it was but they went over to their house and they're like oh my god is it finally happening it was her mom yeah I so i was under the impression they already knew that they liked each other i think they did but like it's still like that doesn't mean that they were going they didn't have confirmation they were like doing it. yeah um i was obsessed with how the father was obsessed with the wife how he literally would be afraid of her and her in when her presence was there and not like a like i'm scared of you and i have an abusive wife like he was so crazy about her like the one of the scenes he's like being held by her by his collar and he has this little ghost coming out of his mouth and it has a smile on it and it's like <laughs> it's so happy that she's even touching him and i'm just like that's the energy that I want. Like mm -hmm. that, I was like, that is so cute. Like I know wow. this show did kind of um, did really send me into a romantic spiral where I was like, wow, like I want to fall in love. You know. Well, you will. Yeah, I will. Single. <laughs> 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 um uh torah looking motherfuckers out there being a listener just dm us like we're i'm sending out um just casting in the net for my buddy here thank you yeah they gotta look and act like torah from midnight Poppyland. and you don't need to know yeah. what she looks like i promise a little you, more emotional amazing. though what'd you say Mark? like they have to have a little more emotions though they can't yeah. be totally closed off yeah um and they yeah, can't have any really scorpion awesome. moon placements and this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna have caitlin like i People are not allowed to see my face. Like, she's going to be like, dude, I promise you, she's a little cutie, all right? That's not That's literally problem. all I get. And she's going to go out, give brochures to people or whatever the fuck, and be like, you know, take this test, and if you pass this test, you could potentially go on a date with this girl. You know? I'll have to tell you yeah. guys a personal story after the podcast, because it's related to that, and it's pretty funny. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, tell me, okay, so he fights his dad, like, Pow, pow, pow. Finally gets that hidden. Oh my god, it was a test this whole time just to make sure that, like, you can keep up and be able to, like, stand by her side and protect her if need be. And, uh, they kiss. I liked the kiss. Caitlin said she I like that Tomo initiated the kiss. Yup. Yup. I kind of wanted it, like, okay, for me, I just, it happened so suddenly after I thought I was gonna, like, be, like, a, another whole date and, like, a thing. It just happened so quickly. I think I can get past it now, like, the way that Kinsey pitched it to me. Like, they were just so excited, but I was like, dang, I thought this was gonna be, like, a candlelit, like, moment, but, like, she just jumped on him and, like... Yeah, but the first kiss, I think, is, like, it's very cool that it happened that quickly. Yeah. Right? I think they... June would have loved for it to be a romantic thing. I think June, him, him over self-thinking, would have been like, I need to plan this. But I think I... you're right. It was so cute in the moment how fast it happened. I think I'm used to my past kisses, like, whenever you kiss someone for the first time, um, happening very quickly. And, like, it's not like a peck, 
but it lasts for a second, two, three seconds, and then it stops. And I like that as the first kiss. It's almost like this initiative. Like, we have now kissed once, so the next time we kiss, it can be a little more sensual or maybe even a longer yes. kiss. So that's why I really thought it was super cute. And if I look at all my past first kisses with people, they tend to go that way. They also tend to go in a way where I initiate them. So I was like, yeah, Tomo-chan, get it, bitch. Well, it was cute. He, like, had just asked her out. They were so excited that he won the thing. And then she was like, well, now we're dating. Like, her head thought was like, we're dating so I can kiss him now. And then she was like, I'm so happy. Kiss. Like, it was it was very cute. I liked it. It's like a little, little trophy. A little celebration trophy. Exactly. You won my kiss. I respect it, bro. Yeah. Um... I just felt like I wanted one more episode after it. I was like, I agree. It's not they should give me like an OVA of what their relationship is looking like. I know. Uh, they should give us a rated R. Like, kids, they're sixteen. <laughs> Never mind. Please. I need like a what is their like settled relationship like? Not just them, but like everyone. Rated R stuff this morning, Kenzie. No. <laughs> oh, not okay. enough. I need to Never see enough. like a like a good like you know like couple months later like what are their relationship like current what's the friendship like it just be like Jesus a, still hate June. christmas like oh my god what do i get yeah christmas? like they're still overthinking it but then like they get like some really rizzy like hot scenes listen i don't want a whole episode where they're all fucking freaking out about what gift they should get each other i want them to freak out about well, the episode it ended right after christmas so and what they I actually see... do is give us like a summer and then i want to see some cozy ass cute yeah, ass i want to see more of that ass date yeah. I know this show felt like a ton of fucking teasing to the point that like they just like turned on the vibrator and like it's over. Like it I, died. I, I'm already done. It died. And it died. It died like, right before. Man. Just like my dress of darling, bro. Like I was. Like, I know. But that Colin and I were not fucking. We were like next episode. Next episode. One. So like with this show, it's like they turned the vibrator on and you were just about to use it. Died right with. My dress up darling you turn on the vibrator you already started using it and then it died like that's how my dress up darling ended i was like mm-hmm. damn i'm touch starved aren't i jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> like ah. Ah! oh my god i think i just want to scream for the rest Whoa. of the episode that's reasonable Whoa. oh my god it's colin what's up colin hello <laughs> Do you have any inputs to say about Tomo Chan? Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. What are Solid. we watching next week? Who will we watch? We'd share it. Oh my god. Well the answer is yes. What would you guys share it? Yeah, I would share it. I think it's really cute romantic. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd share it to anyone who likes romance. Go, 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 go. Um, I, and I remembered because we watched High School Musical last week. Kinsey, what are you showing us? <laughs> Kinsey, what are you showing us? <laughs> Obviously, I I actually had what I wanted to show you guys yesterday. Well, oh, oh, shit, I remember. I was about to come up with a new one because I couldn't remember it. We can review Hosier's new album, Unreal Unearth. All right, well. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.